What's going on, everybody? This is Rick Adams. We got Jack Farris on the line. He is live in Connecticut with us. We got the Stanley Cup playoff final preview here, and uh, we just can't wait to start talking about it. Let's talk about it, Jack. What do you have to say? Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? Jack Farris here. How we doing? Rick, good to be speaking with you. It's been a little bit, right? But uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're excited to talk uh, talk some hockey. We got a lot to talk about. That's for damn sure. Hell yeah, man! I, I'm uh, I'm stoked about this final, man. I mean, just just get right into it, real quick. Be? How could you not be? It's exactly. Listen, no no hate on the past two previous uh, finals, but I mean, I think we're in in store here for maybe one of the best finals ever. To be honest with you, that's my prediction here. I think it's going to be two really close. Teams, yeah. yeah, two elite teams. Um, you know, uh. Maybe some questionable goaltending from Colorado, but we'll dive into that. Um, you know, it, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be good. I think it's definitely going to be 100 times better than last year's final. Um, but listen, we got tons to talk about. So, you know, um, let's talk about it. Yeah, listen, the only way, the only way I would be more excited about a, a Stanley Cup final series is if my Rangers were in it. You know, if Rangers were able to somehow get past Tampa and they were playing Colorado, then I'd be even more stoked. But there's no doubt it's going to be a great series. Listen, um, you got to give it to the Rangers. I don't think anybody or any analyst or any – I don't think anybody had them going to uh, the Eastern Conference Finals against Tampa. I I don't think anybody had that, you know? So you got to give it to them. Hats off. Respect to them. You know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, 100%, Rick. It's, uh, what I see with the Rangers is a lot of people, you know, if you listen to Rangers Twitter, which no one should do here, any, any, any of you listening, don't listen to Rangers Twitter, but, you know, they're questioning coaching decisions, they're questioning players. Like, look, I don't think there's anyone, including myself, that thought the Rangers were going to go to the Eastern Conference Final this year. You know, I, they made strides last year, there's no doubt, and, you know, they had a good deadline picking up Andrew Kopp and and Petrano and guys like that. And their young players have taken strides. Keandre Miller for sure. Uh, Braden Schneider's looking good. Shashurkin has taken even a, a huge step. You know, He's absolutely taken, uh, five step up the ladder. You know, but it, you know it's you can't you can't sit here and say like oh the Rangers should have beat Tampa. You know, it, could they have maybe, but. That's what I was sitting here saying. I was sitting here saying, oh, what if what if, uh, if they didn't let up that goal to Stamkos and they were able to hold on and win that game and what could have happened? But you could say that about any series, right? You know, you could literally say that about any series. And the bottom line is Tampa got it done because they're a championship team. And that's what they do. You know, Stamkos scored that big clutch goal. Right. Um, because he's able to. And that's what he's used to doing. And that's, that's how Tampa's set up. Tampa Bay is set up as a championship team. They've been there. They've done that. They don't fold under pressure, and they score those big goals. They're able to. Um, they're well coached. It's a well oiled machine, Tampa Bay. Absolutely. The Rangers are still young. It's you no know, secret. that's the bottom line. I mean, you know, a majority of the Rangers' core is still young, um, and they're still, you know, learning those big game moments. You know, he's a Filipino, Lexi Lafreniere, Keandre Miller, Schneider. Um, even Adam Fox is elite as he's been. He hasn't played in big time games yet. So, you know, all these guys that 
made tremendous strides and have looked great. They haven't done so in the playoffs yet. So they need that experience. And, you know, sometimes the the biggest lesson learned is, is from failing. And, you know, you, you, the Rangers failed to get past, get to the Stanley Cup final. And, you know, maybe next year is their year. You know what I'm saying? And if not yet next year, maybe it's the year after that. Right. You know, a lot of these good teams that are, you know, there's a lot of good teams, including Tampa Bay. I mean, uh, 2019, they got swept by Columbus, right? So, yep. You know, oh, yeah. Teams that are good, they fail. They fail, they learn from their failures, and they, they pick it back up and they, they try again, you know? Right. And that's what the Rangers are going to do. I have a lot of faith in the Rangers, I'll tell you that, because they have a young core, and a majority of their team, especially the blue line, is young and taking strides. And I listen, think they're just going to get better and better. Listen, as as a New York Islanders fan, I am very fearful of the New York Rangers now. Um they got a good young core, like you said, a very bright future. It's almost like Philip Hedl, once he once he got into the playoffs, it's like he turned it up a notch and just developed into some somebody else, you know, something that we've never seen before. And it's, you know, you gotta love to see it as a hockey fan, you know, you just gotta love to see it, see a guy develop and whatnot, and and, and take over the game and and score some big goals, and he has. So, you know, I I think the Rangers are gonna do just fine. I think from years to come, I think they're gonna be all right. They got a good core. Um, I really don't see any, any, anything like, I don't really see any piss poor performance soon for the, for the New York Rangers, honestly. And, and that hurts to say as an Islanders fan, but, um, you know, I just, uh, at the end of the day, I, I try to be as bi as non-biased as possible, you know? Um, and I got to give it yep. to them. I really do got to give it to them, man. They, they played great and, um, it seems like to me what I noticed in Game Four, specifically Game Four, that like they just were gassed. You know, I mean, listen, they played what eighteen games in thirty six days. You know, that's gonna do it. You know, and it's crazy because you would think, okay, it's a young Ranger team; they got their legs and whatnot and all this stuff, right? But I think it just goes to show that no matter how young you are, no matter what, you're playing eighteen games that long. Um, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna catch up to you. It is. It's gonna catch up to you. And, um, you know, listen, it's, it's almost like, uh, listen, you got a young team, right? And then you got a veteran team, the Lightning, that were able to just, and I know they rested, I know they rested, but you got a veteran Lightning team that's, you know, they've been there, they knew how to adjust, they knew how to make all these changes, they knew how to sacrifice this and that and whatnot to make things happen, and, and hey, listen, they had the better edge, and they won the they won the series. So, you know, it's just a bright bright future for the New York Rangers for sure. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I one guy I think has been awesome is K. Andre Miller. I mean, just defense. The you know he's eating up a lot of minutes. Um, for a young kid, he's he looks great. Um, I do think you you've seen the inexperience kind of be exposed a little bit between Miller and um, sure. Braden Schneider, um, you know, because they're young and that's, you know, no, you know, uh, no disrespect to them, but that's just, you know, it's just the way it is. They're young guys. They're still learning. They're, they never played in a, a big game in the Eastern conference final. It is what it is, but you know, that they, uh, you know, they're going to be a good team. You know, if Chris Jury keeps managing cap the right way and gets, 
gets these guys locked in and makes the right moves, they're going to just get better and better. Um, so I'm, I'm very, you know, obviously I was disappointed they didn't beat Tampa, but at the same time, it's kind of like, were you really expecting them to? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was disappointed. I was like, of course, I want my Rangers to win. I would have lost them if they upset Tampa Bay and beat Tampa Bay. And, you know, uh, it wouldn't have shocked me if they had to be, uh, a chance to beat Colorado if they made it to the, to the Stanley Absolutely. Cup Finals. Because I think the Rangers have a way better goalie. But, you know, that's um, that's Tampa Bay for you, though. You know, they're a well-oiled machine, like I said. I mean, between the coach, the leadership, the players they got, and, you know, it, the thing is, they, they pull guys up from, from the you know minors uh, that they drafted or they signed, and and even guys in the, from the deadline like Nick Paul and uh, Brandon Hagel and these guys like it's such a, it's just a well-oiled machine there that any guy that gets like planted into the lineup just does well. Like they just fit into the system. The GM and the coach knows who to put into the system that will work and fit in. Right, and it's you know it's. They just mesh well with Tampa, you know, Tampa Bay. It's just they they know what they're doing over there. Like I said, I mean, I could say it ten more times, but well-oiled machine. That's what Tampa Bay is, and uh, it's almost like going to a job, right? Like you start a new job, and from the ownership down, everyone is working in unison and just you know doing the right things, and everyone is on 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 board, and you know everyone's a team player. Like that's kind of how Tampa Bay is, you know, and. Uh, be quite honest with you, I don't think Steven Stamkos gets enough credit for how good he is. Yep, I just wanted um, I wanted to bring him up earlier. Go ahead. Still very, very good. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I think he's still very, very good. I mean, we all most smart hockey smart hockey fans know how good he is, but he doesn't get talked about enough, and he's still a very, very good player. Right. Maybe part of that is because he was injured for most of last season. Yep. Oh yeah. But um, I mean, you've seen him. You've seen how good he played last um, game. That last game you know, specifically. Seen, yeah, you see the left side of Tampa's defense. Headman, of course, is you know top five, probably top three defenseman in my opinion in the league. Um, I probably have him in my top two. It's like between him and McCarr. And then you know you have Headman. You got McDonough, who's been rock solid for them. Right. Yeah, he's a good stay-at-home guy. Been awesome. So between Sergeyev, McDonough, Headman on the left side. You got Eric Cernak, who's underrated, big guy, not a terrible puck mover, not a horrible skater, he's a big strong guy, block shots. I mean, they uh, they know what they're doing over there in Tampa. There's no doubt. That's Absolutely. why they won the big games. And um, no doubt. You know, the the on the Rangers end, it's the young kids played good. Um, Lynn Gringer's block shot after shot after shot. You know, they, uh, I think Panarin was playing through an injury. I think I so. I really do. I think he was playing through an injury. Because he, he didn't seem like himself at all. But, um, you know, Andrew Kopp was awesome. And I hope they could resign him, by the way. Hopefully they can. He's probably looking for at least five and a half million if I had to guess. But. Yeah, I mean, listen. But yeah, I it's, mean, um, it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting because. Those key guys, like like a Vetrano, like a like a cop, because listen, Vetrano had some huge goals too. You got to give credit to that guy, and um, he listen. I I think they'll be right back where they left off. 
honestly, next season they resign these keys got these key guys, keep that core, run it back. I don't know, man. Um I <laughs> like I said, as an Islander fan, I don't know, man. I could see them doing it again instead of the Islanders right now. You know, we'll get into the off-season shit, you know, later on and whatnot. But, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, they got the goalie. They build out from that, right? And they got a great young core defense. They got the fucking, the kid line that showed great improvements. I mean, listen, it's almost like the sky's the limit for the New York Rangers right now. Honestly. And, and I hate to say that as a New York Islanders fan, but it really is true. It is true. It's no secret, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all going to come down to how they manage their cat and how their young forwards step up to the plate and play because um, I do think you're going to lose either Strom or um, or Cop. Like, I don't think you're going to be able to keep both of them. And I'm right. sure it's, like, you know, kind of split on who on who they want to pick. But, right, um, right. Agreed. I mean, if it's me, I may pick Cop as much as I like Strom. I think Cop might be a little more versatile, bigger guy, more physical, you know, uh, better at face-off, stuff like that. But it's um, it's it's tough to say, though. You know, it's tough to, to choose. Right. But Listen. It's, you know, um, go ahead, Greg, sorry. No, it's all good. I was drinking my beer. Listen. I got a question for Jack Farris because I made a slight mistake last episode, folks. I uh, I feel bad, actually. We always reach out to our fans to send us questions. And, of course, we get a fan that finally sends us a question. And um, I never brought it up. And I don't know what was on my mind. I think it was because I was in New Hampshire and whatnot, and I just had a lot going on, and I forgot. But, uh, you know, we'll make it up to the to the fan right now here. It says, fan question for the pod, right? From Major Wit. The past few episodes of Puckhouse, Rick has been really, Rick has really been fixated on the advantage of playing home games in the NHL playoffs and the results of the games that these past few days back him up. I know Rick is also an avid NFL fan, so my question is, do JNR think the home advantage in the NHL playoffs is that much bigger than it is for other sports? I, um, that's a good question. Um, I think it matters sometimes, but I think, like I've said to you, Rick, I think uh, these guys are such like professionals that I don't think it really... Uh, I think these guys could get it done. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're telling me like, say this, this Tampa Colorado series goes to game seven and it's in Colorado. Like, I'm not going to be like, Oh, Colorado's going to win. Cause they're home. Like I, I think Tampa is good enough and battle tested enough where they could get it done. I don't think they're worried about a few screaming fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you get your advantages at home as far as like, maybe you're a little more like comfortable, like, you know, you're used to your practice facility. You're closer to your to home and stuff like that. Right. Sure. Your routine, but yeah. I I think it matters. I, I would never say it doesn't matter. It definitely doesn't not matter. But like, I don't think um, like I wouldn't base a series off it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. 
Like, I don't think it's a series well, changer, if that makes any sense. I don't know if that really answers the question the right way. But the only, not, not, to think, side, uh, not to sidetrack from, from the Stanley Cup final one up, but the, the only reason, since we're on the topic of the Rangers, the only reason why I was so fixated on, on home games is because I saw it with the, with the New York Rangers. I mean, every the Rangers lost that first first game, that, that triple OT, and then they won eight in a row, you know? Um, and then you got Carolina winning. What was it, seven and zero at home or eight and zero at home? And then the and then the Rangers beat them at home. Finally, I mean, it's like, you know, I, I, that's that's why I was so fixated on it. And um, listen, when it comes to Tampa versus Colorado, let's just say it goes to Game Seven against Colorado. If it's Tampa. On the away on a road game, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like, oh, Colorado's winning because they're home, because it's Tampa. Anybody else, I'd probably say, oh, Colorado's not not losing because they're home. You know what I mean? But because it's Tampa, I'm definitely gonna go and say, yeah, hundred percent. You know, they're probably gonna win just because it's Tampa. But listen, other any other team yeah, but no, Tampa, you gotta take into account travel. True. Taking account travel, like listen, if it's, uh, if it's if it's Dallas versus Toronto and Dallas is home and they've been resting a few days and Toronto has to travel all the way to Dallas or something like that, then yeah, you know Dallas has the advantage. But if you're talking about home games like New York, Philly, or something like that, where it's two hours travel, you know what I mean? Or you know, I don't think that matters as much when it's you know when it's close travel. Um, when it's a long duration, like these guys are on the plane and in hotels and stuff, yeah, I'm sure that affects them at least a little bit, even though they're professionals. Um, right, I'm right. sure it affects them, you know, as far as uh, as far as fatigue goes and stuff like that. But um, at the same time, a lot of these guys are used to it. But listen, I, I think even a professional hockey player would tell you um, they do. I'm sure they do get a little jazzed up when. Uh, you know their their home crowd is into it and they're pumped up. They definitely but, do, especially you know, a young that, a young um, guy, especially a young guy. You know, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they do. But at the same time, like you know, uh, Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, Vasilevsky. I don't think they're scared by uh, no. Colorado chanting loud. You know no, I, mean? I don't think so. I think that those guys just been through it all. Listen, Tampa's something else, man. I, listen, I don't necessarily like them after my bitterness with the New York Islanders with them, but um, you got to respect them. You know what I mean? You got to respect them. They're fucking great, man. They really are. And um, and I want to yeah, like... Yeah, they didn't win two cups by mistake. Right, right. yeah. It wasn't lucky. It wasn't, yeah, it definitely wasn't lucky, you know. Um, you got to respect them. You got to give hats off to them. Um, honestly... I'm gonna be honest with you. I really thought that, like, oh, this ain't this ain't uh, Tampa Bay's year. It's over for them, you know, blah blah blah. But it's like, it ain't over. <laughs> it is far from over, from what it seems like. Um, as long as everybody's like I said, I've been saying in the past previous um, podcast, as long as everybody stays healthy, fuck man, the world is theirs, man. Seriously. Um. Gotta yeah, and you got to keep in mind too. Uh, Tampa beat Tampa beat the Rangers without Braden Point, and now the right. Braden Point's probably going to come back for this game one against right. Colorado on Wednesday. So, you know, keep that in mind. They they beat the Rangers without Braden Point, and now they're getting Braden Point back. And Braden Point isn't a depth player. Braden Point is a fucking star. 
Yeah. He's a very good player. So, um, oh yeah, that's going to make a big difference. You know, I listen. I you know, we, if you want to dive into that series already, yet listen. Uh, I I don't know who you got in, in the series, but I got Tampa and six against Colorado. Well, uh, you know, uh, I, I think I know how. Uh, yeah, listen. I don't want to cut you off real quick, but you know, it's listen. I've wanted Colorado to win. I saw, for like years now. For years, I've wanted them to win. Um, aside from my New York Islanders, obviously in the past two years, but I've always wanted Colorado to win as well. Um, I always liked McKinnon. I always liked them. I always liked him. I always liked uh, Landis Cog and Ratten in that first line there. But um, my listen, my heart is with Colorado, but my money is on Tampa Bay. And honestly, the only okay. reason why my money is on Tampa Bay is because of goaltending. And we've said it all, all, every single fucking episode, we've said goaltending, goaltending, goaltending. We might have dived into home games, but really goaltending, man. And I'm sorry, like, no disrespect to Darcy Kemper and whatnot. And um, I can't even pronounce his last name. Francaz, Frank Franchez. I, I I don't know what his last name is. Francis. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken yeah. I just yeah, chicken fr- that's what I called him. No joke. Like all, all jokes aside, franchise is what I called him. Um I just listen, Shesterkin blows them away. You know what I mean? Like like you know, listen, hey, listen, listen, listen. Stanley Cup final, they might fucking turn it up notch. You know what I mean? They, you don't know. You don't, They might fucking trigger something in their brain where they're fucking ultimately focused and it's something else. You don't know until those until the game happens. But going past track record, my money, my money is going to be on Vasilevsky and the Tampa Bay Lightning. I, I mean, listen, I think... Uh, 100%. I think two days ago they were at plus 145. I saw they were at plus 145 and I was like, fuck that. I'm fucking betting that. I don't give a fuck. That's, I feel like I'd be an idiot not to, you know? But hey, prove me wrong, Colorado. I would love to see it. And that's why I love this, because I'll bet against, I'll bet against Colorado, who I really actually want to win, but past track record shows, Colorado's, uh, Tampa Bay is going to win. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, Rick, listen, 100%, uh, Goaltending matters, there's no doubt. Um, that you know, look how good Vasilevsky is. Like we've said, I mean, listen. Um, one thing I wanted to get into was and one of the big reasons I think Tampa's going to win, and I would have thought this anyway because Tampa. And when you talk about Colorado, we don't even know if Kadri's going to be back. I've heard he wants right. to come back, and he's probably going to be back. Right, but right. Who knows? I don't know how hurt he is. If he even if he's back, I'm still picking Tampa. He's not that much of a game changer for me where I'm going to be like, oh, Kadri's back. Colorado's going to win. But I will say, if Kadri's not back, don't gonna, un- they, they got no shot. At don't don't underestimate him. Don't but, underestimate I wouldn't underestimate him, but I wouldn't say he's a total fucking game changer like Kucherov, but he's definitely he's definitely a guy you want in your no, lineup. No, he's a good player. He's definitely a guy you want in your lineup, no, 100%. 100%. He's good. He's got bite to his game. He's got bite to his game. He's good. He scores big goals. I'm not. I'm not discounting him at all. I'm just saying that's what I'm saying. Like I think Colorado, if they don't have him, they really got no shot because I love that top line: McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog. And obviously, McCarr is a fucking. 
is dynamite. But it's I just I can't see them beating Tampa. Like Tampa is just too well put together in every position, depth-wise, defense, yeah. goalie, coach, you name it, especially goalie. So I just I can't see I can't see Tampa losing. I really can't. I think I was going to put up a fight. But one thing I wanted to get into was Colorado round one. Who did they play? They played Nashville. What goalies did they play against? Connor Ingram, David Rittich, right? Right. No disrespect to those guys, but okay. Round two, who did they play? <laughs> St. Louis, right? Yep. Jordan Bennington, Billy Huso. No disrespect to those guys. I know Bennington won a cop. He's good and all that stuff, but I'm not saying he's not good, but, you know, still. Not Vasilevsky. Round three. Who they play? Edmonton. Who they play against? Mike hey. Smith, Miko Koska. Exactly. Right? I wanted to dive into that so now, now, and they those teams still put up a fight against Colorado. Now you're going against Tampa, who has almost probably just as much firepower offensively as, right. as Colorado, in my opinion. Right. You know what I'm saying? You could you could make the debate about McKinnon versus Stamkos. McKinnon's younger, and McKinnon's so fucking good. I love McKinnon. Trust me. He's a fucking horse. He's he's he scores goals. He's a playmaker. He's big. He, he does everything. He's amazing. But my my point being is now Colorado is going to have to go and penetrate against a Tampa defense and a Tampa Vasilevsky in net, right? Instead You're of all these other right. goalies and they were playing against, and I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Right? But they'll be able to do it. They're going to score some goals, but it's not. You know, it's not going to be a walk they're, in the they're park. Not, it's not. You know. No, it's not. And, and look, the like when you look at the Rangers, Savannah, Jeff, Panarin, Kreider, the, the players they have. I think when you you know you put that top line against Colorado's top line, sure, I would say Colorado's top line is probably better. Um, you know, McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog probably a better line. I think McKinnon's obviously better than Savannah, Jeff. But you know, it's not like the Rangers are any slouches. They had good forwards too, and uh, they had trouble scoring. So I don't think Colorado's going to go in there and and just dominate it just i don't see it happening i think vasilevsky's gonna shut shit down and you know colorado will probably steal a few games right they're gonna score some nice goals because they're that good but yeah you gotta look at who you're playing against you know like who they just played against mike smith he's not vasilevsky by any stretch of the imagination you know what i'm saying so you're not gonna i don't see them scoring those types of goals the only way and even even then i don't see it happening but if Tampa takes a shit ton of stupid penalties. Maybe they score a bunch of goals, but you know, right. even on the penalty, you know, Listen. shorthanded, I still think Vasilevsky's going to play well. And shorthanded, Tampa's good at penalty killing. So, right, I, yeah, I just I don't see any any angle here where Tampa, I mean, where uh, Colorado has the advantage, in my opinion. No, you know, and, and that's not to right. take away take away anything from Colorado because they're a good team and they got good players, and I like a lot of their players, but. I just I'm riding with Tampa on this for sure. I, I I have to agree, you know, from a betting standpoint and whatnot. My like I said, my heart is with Colorado. But like you were saying, like you could talk penalties all the all all the time and whatnot. But yeah, I think Tampa kills them off. Yeah, of course Colorado's gonna get some goals here and there. But I think the only way, and I don't wish this on anybody, and I don't wish this to happen or anything. But I really think, and I and I really hate to say this, but I really think that. The only way Colorado wins is if there's any devastating injuries to to key players on Tampa. I mean, and I've said that a couple episodes before, you know, if Vasilevsky, God forbid, pulls an in, you know, pulls a groin or just whatever it is. Like, that's how complete they are. 
You know, as long as these guys stay healthy, um, and you could argue about that with any team and whatnot, but I really do think that, you know, Vasilevsky's out, I think it's going to be a different story with that team. I really do. I mean, listen, that's a great yeah. team. It's yeah, a I fucking just... great team, don't get me wrong, but Vasilevsky is their anchor, man. I don't care what anybody says. Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the world. And you know who's number two? It's just Sterkin. And I don't care what anybody says, and that's coming from me as an Islanders fan. So, yeah, I agree with that. And I do think Vasilevsky's their anchor, but I do think that Tampa's blue line is very solid. So, like you know, first of all, goalies don't knock on wood. I mean, goalies don't get injured quite as often as like a forward or defenseman. Right, right. right. So I don't see Vasilevsky getting hurt. If he does, look, Brian Elliott is you know a veteran. He's been there. He's a solid goalie. He's not. He's not elite. He's not. You know. He's. You know. You can't compare anyone to Vasilevsky, obviously. But he's a veteran, and Tampa's blue line is really solid. Um, Tampa has a lot of depth at forward. A lot of forwards that kill penalties, block shots, do all the dirty work. So, um, I, I'm just. I'm not scared of Colorado against Tampa. I'm really not. You know. I, like put it this way: If, if I'm wrong and Tampa, somehow Colorado smokes Tampa in five games, I'd be very surprised. You know, I just uh, I got a lot of confidence in Tampa. Uh, between, like I said, between their coach John Cooper, their core players is so good. They made the right ads in the deadline. Their their decor is great. They you know they can kind of play any style you want for the most part. Obviously, Vasilevsky is elite, best goalie in the league. I mean, I think the only you know, the only thing Tampa, I mean, uh, Colorado has the upper hand on is that Kale McCarr is a right-handed shot puck moving D-man. And uh, he's elite. He's a superstar. He's unbelievable. Right. His skating, his puck moving, his, his fucking shot is, you know. I think that's the only thing Tampa lacks is they don't have anyone, especially on the right side, that's like an elite puck distributor or elite puck mover. Um but I, I don't think they even really need it. Like, their their players, you know, they, they could get it done with who they got there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Cernak, Ruda. Yep. Um, and then, like I said, the left side, McDonough, Hedman, Sergachev. Sergachev's been great. Sergachev's been putting up point after point. Yeah. Sergachev's yep. a, a good puck distributor. You can't compare him to Makar. You can't compare anyone to Makar. No. But I'm just saying, with the, you know, that's the only thing I see on Tampa's roster that they don't have is a guy like Makar on the right side or at least close to Makar, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it doesn't matter to me. Like, I still think Tampa gets the done. I still think Tampa wins. And uh, it's going to be an awesome series to watch. Just, listen, they're both two good teams. But, um, yeah, I, I think Tampa gets gets it done in six. Wouldn't be shocked if it's five. But if I had to pick and bet money on it, it'd be six. I think you're not beating Vasilevsky like that. You know, uh, it's, you know it's not going to be like the regular season. I mean, all regular season long, it was so fun to watch, you know, like a Colorado power play in the regular season, the middle of December or something like that. McKinnon, Branton, and Lanska, Kadri, McCarr. It was just like moving the puck around and, you know. Um, I, I don't think it's, you know, they're not going to penetrate Vasilevsky and Tampa's D that easily. It's just not going to happen. Um, I do think there's some some forwards on, on Colorado people don't really give enough credit to, like Valerie Chuskin's having a sick year. How much of that is because he's playing with elite superstars like McKinnon, Rand, and Landeskog? Probably a, a large part of it, but he's a you know he's a 
big Russian winger, big strong kid, skilled. Yeah. So I liked him um, when he was on when he know, was on Dallas, but it didn't I'm pan pretty out. Sure I had Dallas bought him out too. That's the funny part. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Think Dallas had him on like a three year contract that like not a big cap hit. I think they bought him out, um, and then Colorado gave him. You know, right. I forgot what it was—a two-year deal or something, low money. But now, yeah, he's playing amazing. So, so, so Jack Farris thinks that Tampa wins in six. Absolutely, yeah. If I had to put yeah. money on it, Tampa in six for sure. Well, Rick Adams over here might place that bet right now, just for the folks and just for the just for the speculation on it, and um, we could talk about it next podcast. So. That'd be great. That'd be a funny thing to do. I already got forty bucks on them for game one, so you know they're at plus one forty five. We could get into that a little bit later. Um, I don't want to touch too much on this, but I just want to mention that I was so shocked that the Avalanche just swept the Oilers like like it was no problem. And I know we focus on goaltending. But, I mean, given the firepower that Edmonton has, I mean, I was expecting at least one fucking game. That's crazy, man. I don't know. That's crazy to me. It's crazy. That's all I have to say is it's crazy. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think we've actually spoke about it on past podcasts. I mean, Edmonton can't trust Edmonton's goaltending, right? Right. Um, Miko Koskinen today signed in the Swiss League, I believe. He's out. He's done. Something like that. Yeah, he's done. Um, um, Mike Smith, all credit to him. He's had some good years. He's older. He never was an elite, elite goalie. He was always a solid goalie, but he's he's older now. The guy's 41 years old. I give him credit for even doing what he's done, but um, they need to find a, a goalie, like a good goalie, a good goalie in his prime. That's what they need. You know, uh, that's locked up for a few years where they could extend for four to five years. Well, um, they don't. They don't have a great goalie, and they don't have a great defense. I, think, I like Evan Bouchard, right-handed shot, D-man, moves the puck well. Um, I like Darnell Nurse. He's obviously a very solid player. They paid him a ton of money. Um, you know, but like, look, like Darnell Nurse isn't Victor Hedman. Um, you know what I mean? Like, he's Darnell Nurse isn't. I don't think he's even a top ten defenseman in the league. I think he's a very solid defenseman, very reliable. He's big, strong kid, you know, does a lot of things. But, you know, when, when it comes to Edmonton and them being competitive, it all comes down to McDavid and Drysaddle and a little bit of Nugent Hopkins too, you know. Um, but they need a goalie at least. Like, I think they could get away with having a subpar blue line. Like you have Nurse and Bouchard on the first pairing, and then you kind of fill out those, those, those bottom two pairings. Um, but you need a good goalie. They, they have to get a fucking good goalie, there's no doubt. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of Pittsburgh, the Penguins. Like, those years they won the Cup, they had Latang and Dumoulin. And then their, like, their, their other four D-men weren't, like, elite. You know, they were, like, kind of average D-men for the most part. You know, they'd add a piece at the deadline, like a rental or something like that. But um, they always had a good goalie. You know, whether it was Flurry or Matt Murray when he was playing good. You know, Matt Murray was kind of, like, younger and, and having those good years for them. Like, they always had a good goaltender. Um, that's Edmonton's biggest problem is I think they definitely need a, a good goalie. They, you know, they can't rely on just Mike Smith. Koskinen's done. He wasn't even a starter for them anyway. They were starting Smith. But they can't rely on either one of those guys. Um, 
True. They need to go get themselves a goalie. I think Very what you're going to see is the only I've looked at Edmonton's roster actually and like their contracts, and I think the only guy they're going to one guy to, to watch to move Jack Farris pulling it now. They're going to move Tyson Barry to free up about four and a half million in cap space. I can see that. Um, yeah. They'll probably use that cap space to to get a goalie. Um, you know what's funny is you know, um, they do have some defensemen. We re- listen real quick, not to cut you off. We we were I was texting you earlier. John Gibson, and not to get too much into the offseason and whatnot, but just because we went on a rampage about Colorado and Tampa, I wanted to bring up the Oilers. Um, John Gibson of the Anaheim Ducks, he's open to being traded. So I wonder, you got to wonder if, like, Edmonton gives up Barry and some picks to get to acquire John Gibson after a uh, a tough year, you know? Um Listen, I've said it earlier in other episodes. I think they're a goal, a good goaltender away from being very elite. So, and it's very impressive that they made it to where they did, given the goaltending that they had. So that they had to work with. So, you know, listen, we'll we'll dive into details after the Stanley Cup Finals and whatnot. But um, I think that could be a good acquisition. Yeah. I think like that I could said, be a great acquisition. My- yeah, that's my take on on the uh, on the Oilers. That obviously their their forwards are uh, are they're set at forward, right? Obviously, absolutely. They need um, they need a goalie. They and need a goalie. I think even defense, like they could, they need to move. They probably have to move Barry. That's the only guy that's like a decent cap hit that you could free up some space and add a uh, add a good goalie. Um, you know. That's probably what they're going to have to do. They do have some. They got like Broberg, Samarukov. They got some some guys in their system. Shards looked great. They have Nurse already. Um, like it, they probably should try to add a defenseman too, like a solid defenseman on a, a few, you know, a couple of few year deal. But uh, yeah, I mean, listen, Edmonton's problem is they need a goalie, and the other problem is honestly, sorry to your, you know, to our Edmonton listeners if we have any yet. I don't think Edmonton's really attracting free agents so well. No, you know, if you got a guy that's on the market that's a 27, 28-year-old defenseman in his prime, um, and he's got five, six choices, and Edmonton's one of them, I don't think he's picking Edmonton. I'm sorry. And I think it's because, you know, especially if he's an American kid. American kids aren't going to pick Edmonton. You know, I've never even been to Edmonton. I'm not shitting on Edmonton here. It could be beautiful for all I know, but I do know it's very cold, very dark, and the taxes are very high. So... You know, when you got your choice between that and, uh, you know, whatever, Vegas or Florida or Texas or whatever it may be, or even Pittsburgh or something like that, or, you know, New York, I, I don't see guys picking Edmonton. So Edmonton has to do a little more, uh, little more, you know, a little more uh, hands-on work with their with their development and developing players that want to play there, maybe drafting Canadian kids. I'm not saying no American kid will want to go play there. You know, I'm not saying that, but... Um, I do think they have a tougher time attracting free agents. So, you know, they have to really, you know, if they get a free agent they can sign, they should probably jump on it. And unfortunately, they may have to pay a little more than the average team, That, from my standpoint, like from what I'm thinking. You know, if you got like a Florida Panthers versus Tampa Bay Lightning, those contracts are going to look different because right. you, you play for the Florida Panthers, you're going to make more, you know, you're going to get taxed way less than if you're in Edmonton. Right. And then you get the lifestyle uh, factor to it. So you could hang out on the beach and until 8 p.m. if you want. And then in Edmonton, it's dark and cold, you know? Yeah. So um, that's a factor. 
But listen, there's plenty of, you know, amazing uh, Canadian players that will love to play in Edmonton. So they got to, you know, it's got to draft and develop the right way for sure. But, uh, you know, just free agency, if, if they can maybe move Barry to free up that cap space. Not that I don't like Barry. He's a good puck distributor. But I think Bouchard is going to overtake him. I think and, so, too. Uh, I agree. You know, I agree with quick, that. I like Bouchard a lot. That's a quick way to free up four and a half million. Free up four and a half million, you get a goalie maybe, or you go sign one, maybe sign like a, a cheaper defenseman too to kind of shore up the blue line. Yep, kind fill of that Bouchard role. Develop Have Bouchard kind of, f- move up into, yeah. into Barry's role, then fill the role behind him. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so that, that's what they have to do. But, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't too shocked Colorado beat them. And the big part of that's goaltending and defense. Absolutely. You know what I mean? They weren't uh, – for- in playoffs, you're not going to just, just beat guys with offense. And I'm sure McDavid is, is realizing that. Like, Absolutely. I'm sure he's, he's yelling to Ken Holland, the GM, like, get me a goalie already, you know? Yeah. Get me a goalie and a solid defenseman, please, because, uh, you know, he's doing all he could do. He, he lights it up every year. But yeah. uh, there's no doubt they need a solid goaltender they could depend on in their prime that's locked up for a few years. Listen, this is my stat of the podcast, and I thought I saw it today, and I thought it was crazy. Um, maybe not too crazy, but uh, no team has won the cup with a player making ten million or more a year. Um, that just fascinates me. I know hockey. Not even Chicago, really. Not even in Chicago. You know, you gotta wonder, like. I know it's the NHL. I thought Kane and Taze were making like 10 and a half or something like that. I don't think it was when they won the cup. When that's the best part. That's the best part. I looked it up. They they When they won oh, the wow. cup, they didn't. Yeah, that's the best part. So, you know, and listen, and it might it might sound uh, to, our, to our average listeners, it might sound like, oh, 10 million a year. What do you mean? Like, you know, if you know hockey, it's like one of the most least paying sports and whatnot. When, you know, the top guy pays, you know, makes 10 million a year at least you know matthews tavares you know what what is what is marner at at 11 or am i being crazy yeah i think marner's close close to 11 yeah uh Mar- matthews is over 11 yeah Tavares is 11 and i think neiland is like close to seven so you know it's crazy it, it's just crazy like and you guys- know just to just to touch on the toronto thing too um I know, look, they that's a past series, obviously. They already got beat, and, you know, we're kind of talking about old news now, but just quickly, just for the Toronto listeners, and just kind of correlating it to Tampa. Um, when you when, when I was looking at this Tampa team, I mean, they, when they got swept by Columbus and they had that team that kept making the playoffs and wasn't going, you know, wasn't winning, they just – and then, boom, they get swept by Tampa that year. That I mean, get swept by Columbus that year that they were really – supposed to win you know they made ads at the deadline and everything like that right <laughs> but they do they stayed pat they didn't they didn't make a knee-jerk reaction they didn't fire their coach they didn't start trading players you know they didn't they didn't trade fucking Stamkos or uh Kucherov or, or Hedman for picks and prospects they didn't get rid of John Cooper they stuck with their group and there's something to be said for all the people that are like oh like, Toronto has to trade Nylander they have to trade Marner that you know I kind of give credit to Toronto's GM now that I look at Tampa's team and I, I kind of correlate to because, you know, he's probably looking at teams like Tampa that have won and said, hey, they lost and failed a few times and they stuck with their group and eventually that group won. It's not always the best move to make a knee-jerk reaction and just trade a guy for a first-round pick at some prospect that's a superstar just to say, oh, yeah, we made a trade, we made a move just to make the fans happy. It's not always the best move. So 
Um, you know, I think the only difference with Tampa Toronto is Tampa probably had a little more wiggle room cap wise because like we just spoke about, Toronto has to pay guys top, top, top dollar. Because it's heavily it's a heavily taxed uh, province, you know, Canada. So it's not the same as Tampa. But still, I think if I think Toronto's best course of action is probably holding on to that core and probably sticking with that coach Sheldon Key for now. And giving them another shot, you know, trying to add some bargain guys, kind of like Tampa did, you know, if Tampa went out and added Corey Perry and Belmar and Brian Elliott and Zach Bogosian, you know, they added all these guys. I think the only difference, though, with with Toronto is I think there's a lot of guys that want to come to Tampa because they're like, all right, I'm going to live a nice lifestyle. I'm not going to get taxed as heavily as Toronto, right? And I have a chance to win a cup. Right. Where in Toronto, they have such a superstar core. They may have a chance to win the cup. But, you know, I don't see as many players wanting to come there. And I think that's the problem with Toronto. I think Toronto did a really good job at drafting and developing and all that type of stuff. But they're, you know, um, they're going to have a tougher time than Tampa did attracting players and paying players. I, I don't I don't see many players taking a, a hometown discount staying in Toronto. Well, I was just going to say, I bet you, and I, well, I shouldn't say bet you. If, this is a crazy if, if people were going to take a pay cut like the Tom Brady, you know, like a Tom Brady pay cut and whatnot to build a team around him, like let's just say Matt, uh, Austin Matthews reworks his contract to maybe $9.8 million a year instead of, what is it, 11.8 or something like that, you know. Maybe that will free up some room along with uh, Nylander and Marner and Tavares. You know, you know if they if they rework their contracts and and at least make two you know two million each that leave you know that will leave you up to like at least eight million to play with. You know that would be great great money to play with to addition to their team. And 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 I know we don't want to get into much, but um, I think I think in the NHL. They're gonna start with teams like Toronto. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to do something. They're gonna have to do something. I mean, if if you think that it's just gonna be like okay, these this core four, and I know I said in previous podcasts that hey, run it back with this core four and and run it back with that with the correct depth players. But at the end of the day, it's like okay, well when that doesn't work out, what do you do then? Because you're gonna have to restructure a contract or two. You're gonna have to. There's no. There's no other choice. What else do you do? Well, there is no restructuring your contract, Rick. There's no. There. That doesn't exist. Like they're not. They can't go to Mitch Marner and be like, "Oh, we don't like the way you're playing. We're gonna pay six million now instead of 11. They signed that contract. That guy's getting paid that money. They could trade him to you know as long as he doesn't have a no trade clause. Like a guy like Tavares probably has no trade clause. They can't be like, "Oh, we're gonna ship you to Winnipeg." That like no. Like the, he'll get traded to where he wants to go. So there's no restructuring contracts in the NHL. I don't know if they do that in the NFL or the MLB, they but do. you can't yeah, do that. No, in the they, NHL. They, they can't, they can't restructure a contract, you know? Um, so the only thing they can, they can do is they could buy the player out in the off season, which I don't see them doing to someone like Tavares. Cause he makes so much money. That money will be on their books for so fucking long that it probably won't even really be worth it. It'll only save them a little bit in, in the short term. Um, like they just, they have to get better at cap management. They got to get, they got to attract players that want to be in Toronto. You know, uh, I don't think, you know, 
Mitch Marner wants to be in Toronto. I think he's from Toronto, but look, he didn't take any discount. He's making 11 million. He's a, he's a winger that, you know, he's very good and skilled, but I don't think he's worth 11 million right now. You know? No, I don't think so. Like, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like they, I know we had a crazy. They can't afford depth, you know? Right, right. Well, that, and listen, what wins your hockey games at the end of the day? Yes, your top guys, your key guys, but those guys like, hey, look at Tampa. You called it. You said it. Ross Colton, Nick Paul. Your depth, your good key, really good key depth players that know their role. They're not going to let their head get ahead of themselves and blah, 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 blah. You know, your key depth guys is really what wins you, wins you games too. You know that, and it goes it goes so unnoticed to the average hockey fan. Yep. It really does. It really does. 100%. Yeah, you have to give credit, man. And I and that's what I want to give credit to is even a guy like Bellamar. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name is it was it Paul Bellamar in Tampa. Fuck, man, he's good too, man. As a great depth guy, yeah, I think he's, he's the fourth he line he center, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you know who's like a mini superstar that I, I actually wanted to touch on I, I didn't earlier when we talked about Tampa that I love? Anthony Sorelli. Oh, he's yeah. Played unbelievable oh, he's for great. Tampa. Bay. I like him a lot. He's I like Sorelli a lot. For them. Yep. In every aspect. In every aspect. Yep. It, it, defensively, offensively. Chase, like, this guy is unbelievable. And he gets kind of foreshadowed by Stan Post and Point. I mean, if they could find a way to, to lock in Sorelli. Because um, I think he's got one more year left on his contract. If they could extend him long term and have Coit, Stamkos, Sorelli for the next four or five years, they're going to be in good shape. You know, even when Stamkos ages out and gets a little bit older, I know he's had some injuries. Sure, it doesn't look like he's aging out after this year. He's he's been awesome this year, but yeah, Sorelli is is he may be their most underrated player because that you know, of course, Tampa Bay Lightning fans and like real hardcore hockey fans talk about Sorelli and they know how good he is, right? But like the average fan watching that, you know, maybe doesn't follow the Tampa Bay Lightning so much and so intently. He's a hell of a player. He really is. And and that's why they win, you know, because you have the, the Polak, Kucherov, Stamkos line. Then you have Point, Kalorn, and, and these guys, and uh, Hagel, and, and Sorelli, and, you know, Ross Colton, and, you know, they got all these guys that you know contribute in so many ways, and that's that's the reason that they're winning. I agree. I totally agree. Um, I want to get into players to watch for this for this series coming up for the Stanley Cup Final. Um, listen, I think Tampa has the overall better team considering the goaltending but um for the avalanche I want to notice right now I want to note right now that uh my player to watch and I don't want to say Landis Gog Ratnan and and McKinnon and if Kadri comes back I don't want to name those guys but I know I was saying to you before I really want to I really want to note that JT Comfer is going to be my player to watch he's been playing great I want to see if he still keeps it going I want to still. I want to see if he still has that drive. He's still able to make the plays and put the puck in the net, as simple as said. And um, let's see what he has more. I mean, he, he used to be a ranger, right? He used to be a ranger. He he plays with that grit. He's all around pretty solid. He has a great. Comfort re- now. JT Comfort, you sure? Yeah, no, Comfort was never on the Rangers. He, uh, I'm pretty sure he was with Colorado his whole career. You sure about that? Yeah, no, Comfort was never a Ranger. I must have been thinking of somebody know, else. 
I must be thinking of somebody else. I wonder who I'm thinking of. Yeah, he was, uh... I must... Yeah, no, I'm definitely getting him confused with somebody else. I just looked it up. I he wonder... was actually a Buffalo draft pick. Really? He never played for Buffalo. So, but Colorado snatched him up. But yeah, he's been with Colorado his whole career. Yep. I wonder who I'm thinking of on the Rangers. I wonder who I'm thinking of on the Rangers. That's funny. We'll come back to that. I want to know who I got confused with on the Rangers. Um, that I thought that was him. I don't fucking know. That's funny. But, um... All seriousness, though, I think JT Confer is going to be a uh, player to watch. I really do think that. Oh, I was thinking of JT Miller. What the fuck's wrong with me? Jesus. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, on Vancouver, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. I'm like, wait a minute, JT Confer? Okay, well, listen, I'm an Islander fan. I don't follow the Rangers. All right, all right. I'm sitting here, I'm like, JT Confer? No, no. All right, JT Miller. That You see why, the JT. All right. Hey, JT Miller's a hell of a player too. Hell I know, of a player. Uh, you know, yeah. We spoke about Vancouver, obviously, because they're out of the playoffs. But he's a uh, he's a guy I've heard the Rangers were uh, trying to get, and I would love yeah, for them to get him to back. Bring him back, right? Yeah, yeah. He was, you know, he kind of grew up in the Rangers system, and he's uh, he's awesome. Like I would yeah. love to see him play with like no. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, funny as hell man or I, like I was like wait i was like wait a minute really <laughs> that's what it was all right oh good i know i'm a hey i know i'm a little crazy i'm not, not too crazy right um all right so listen no, that's all right hey we've all been there we've yeah. all uh, yeah we all have our uh our brain parts right? yeah man yeah listen jt Confer on the abs i just want to see if he could still keep it going you know what i mean like i was saying before with the with uh with the rangers can chris Kreider keep still keep it going not to bring them up and go off track and whatnot but Kreider kept it going but listen jt Confer, i want to know if he's able this is this is a guy that who could have a really big playoff performance and get paid man i don't know if it's con current contract but definitely people will make note of this this whole playoff series the whole playoffs um in general not that's just the series and whatnot so that's gonna be cool um and you brought him up before my my player to watch for the tampa bay lightning you just brought him up before is anthony sorelli young guy young kid i think he's 24 25 years old this is his time man i mean he's been he's He's won a cup before, so let's see what he does. I mean, listen, he's older, he's matured, he's been here before. I, I really wonder if he steps up huge and, and, and play, you know, scores a couple big goals. Um, you know, no secret that the top lines are going to be the top guys and do what they do. Um, obviously, of course, players to watch, they are, they always are. But um, I always like to do the under-the-radar guys, the guys that don't get too much attention because it's so easy to just say, oh, yeah, player to watch is Nathan McKinnon, you know? We're not here to do that, so. Yeah, um, listen, like I said, I, I, like, um, I like some guys on the Colorado's depth that, like, they don't get into the position they are if they weren't good, right? Um, I like Comfort. He's actually locked up for next year, too. So like next year, you know, this after this season, he's got one more year. So, and then he's up for contract. So, um, I like, I like Colorado's depth. I like, you know, Comfort, burkowski has been pretty good for them. The true skin, um, even the kid, Alex Newhook has stepped in and played pretty good. Right. Um, they're a good freaking team. You know, I don't, that's not breaking news by saying they're a good team because like I said, that wouldn't be in the Stanley Cup final if they weren't. I just, it's tough for me to, to, to look at them as the 
as the better team over Tampa Bay. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's all. So it's uh, maybe hey, maybe they'll surprise me, and I'll I'll admit when I'm wrong. That uh, you know maybe I I miss uh, maybe I'm like over uh, underestimating some of their players, but I do think that top line for them is going to have to really perform, but I just think they're going to have a tough time penetrating Tampa's D and Vasilevsky. I, I think that's what's going to come down to. Um, I could see guys at Comfort stepping up and contributing and having a good, you know, post playoff run, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be good enough though to, to get, you know, to get past Tampa at the end of the day. Listen, I agree. Um, my, like I said, my heart's with Colorado. I think um, I think Colorado's a great team. I think they're even with Colorado from a player standpoint. But when it comes to goaltending, I think I think I think Tampa Bay has uh, the upper hand. And when we're talking about the upper hand, it's not like they have oh they just have the better goalie. It's like no, they have the best goalie in the world. So I, I really do think that is the difference maker. I think uh, Vasilevsky can be that X factor. He is an X factor. Um, it, it's really as simple as that. And like you said, is Colorado going to go get swept? No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Are they going to win a couple? No, yeah. I think they're too good to get swept. But yeah, I think they're too good to be swept. But I don't see. Uh, I don't see them winning the series. That's all. So you know. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree, Jack. It's um, it's gonna be interesting. I do like that Josh Manson ad. That Josh Manson. Oh yeah. Guy, he, you know what? To be honest, he, he wasn't. He really wasn't so great against Edmonton. I don't, I don't know how much of that series we watched. He got burned a lot against Edmonton. Um, he did, he honestly didn't have a good series against Edmonton, but he's a big, strong kid, right-handed shot. Um, and he's a, he he has been a good defenseman like historically. For Anaheim and, and when he stepped in for Colorado when they fired him at the deadline. So, uh, you know, I will say that it's uh, it's going to be an interesting series because of those things. I mean, Joe Sachs is a smart GM. He, he made a couple smart ads, but, you know, when you, you sit down and look at both rosters, it's tough to, it's tough for me to say Tampa. I mean, it's tough for me to say Colorado over Tampa. You know, it it's, it's going to be fun to watch. And it's it's Tampa for me though. Tampa's gonna win the cup again three times in a row. Pat Murray's gonna have four cups in a row. I know that's, <laughs> that's fucking that's crazy. My, uh, my guess here. That's insane. It really is. Um, yeah, no. Listen, but, no uh, doubt. Listen, I, I think we we kind of touched we kind of touched on everything here, Rick. We did. And, uh, no, we Jack did. Jack Farris has to get some. Jack Farris has to get some dinner in him because he's he's getting uh he's getting hungry and. What you know, what's I'm just getting more and more excited for Wednesday to watch? What's the first uh game. what's Jack Farris having for dinner? Jack Farris tonight, I think, is having. Uh, I might whip up a little like chicken parm, and I'm going to do a little pasta with broccoli and garlic and olive oil. Well, that's actually really funny because that's, that's what Rick thing. Adams is having. He's actually having some. Uh, he bought some fucking fresh garlic today. He's gonna he's gonna have some linguine with garlic and oil and broccoli. That that's hysterical, actually. But no, no chicken parm, but. You know, just that uh, that good old linguine garlic, garlic and oil with broccoli. I mean, listen, you know I love my garlic, so it's good stuff. So there you go, keeping it Italian style. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Rick Adams, the Italian guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, Rick absolutely. And like I said, Wednesday night game one, we'll uh, I'm gonna get the get the beers going and oh yeah, on game one. Oh, 
you know, see what I, happens. I hope all the Puck House listeners know that Rick Adams is going to have his fucking steak and beer on Wednesday night for the game. So, my medium rare steak, maybe even fucking really rare steak. I don't even care. doesn't even matter anymore. I hope I get the gout at this point. But, um, yeah, no, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I can't yeah, I'm wait. I'm not afraid of a rare steak if it's a good I am quality. not afraid. Yeah. Oh, I am not afraid. Listen, um, I can't wait for Wednesday. I really can't. We got one more work work day to get through. Well, actually, technically two more work days. We got Tuesday and then the work day on Wednesday. But, uh, yeah, listen, it's it's going to be great, folks. We'll, we'll, we'll do one. We'll do another episode at the end of the week. See where we're at. Maybe on a Saturday and whatnot. Saturday night. Um... Depending on the schedule, what is it going to be? Wednesday a game, Thursday a game, Friday? Uh, no, no Thursday, Friday a game. Yeah, so we'll probably do it. We'll probably do it Saturday. So Saturday night could work for me. You know, um, that'll be good. Be a good one. So. Oh yeah, and uh, are we missing anyone else's questions besides uh, Major Listen, Witt? I know we answered his his question. We, we answered Major Wit. Listen, anybody who has any questions, please hit us up. Jr. Puckhouse on the Instagram. Comment on our videos on Instagram, on YouTube, JNR's Puckhouse, whatever it is, whatever you got to do to contact us. If you have my number, hit me up. It doesn't matter. Not giving out my un- my number on the podcast, of course. But listen, folks, reach out to us. We are more than happy to answer all the questions because you know what's funny? Nobody can answer my questions about some certain things. So, listen, folks. Jamie unblocked me. It was a fucking miracle. I wanted to keep you up to date with that real quick. We mentioned last we mentioned last episode. When will he unblock me? Unblock me. It's all good. But um, seriously, folks, uh, reach out. Don't be shy. Don't be shy at all. And um, we love to talk. We love to talk about it. We love to talk hockey. We love to talk NHL playoffs. We can't wait for the offseason. I mean, fuck, man. I, I've been texting fucking Jack on the side here that I, I can't wait for the offseason to do a podcast about the offseason. So, but listen, one day at a time. Oh, yeah, we'll have one. Yeah. We'll have one uh, right on time. We're going to do something special that. for the draft. We're going to do something special for the draft. I don't know what it is yet, but I have some ideas. And, um, you know, we'll get into it. That's all. So, that's where we're at. That is where we're yeah, at, you folks. You listeners send us some ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, listen, any any listeners have ideas for upcoming episodes, any questions, any offseason ideas, any draft ideas, you know, don't be shy. Like I said before, don't be shy. So more than open for anything. So open for business, folks. Open season. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, either way, thanks for uh, listening. Listeners, loyal listeners. Appreciate you guys. Yep. So. We wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't be this gigantic podcast without you guys, so we appreciate you listening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, folks, I appreciate all you though, all of you who listen, all those who have been listening, any, lo- any new listeners to this specific episode, really appreciate you. Stay tuned for more content from JNR's Puck House. We're out of here. Later, guys. Have a good week. Later.